Good morning, everyone. My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to Instant Replay Sports Talk Show. And guys, I am so happy this morning because I was at work and and um, totally forgot about the draft lottery last night. My phone's blowing up. Get off work, take a look, and the Lakers landed the number four pick in the NBA draft. We moved up like seven spots. We were supposed to take the 11th pick. There was like a like a 2% chance we were going to get that pick. So I am honestly so happy, so happy to get the fourth overall pick. But when I kind of when I kind of looked at it a little bit more, I kind of realized that the fourth overall pick, don't get me wrong, I think it's phenomenal. I think there's a lot of things we could do with it, different directions we can go, which I'll get to in a little bit. But the fourth overall pick, in my opinion, it's a bit of a tease right now why is it a tease so the way i see it and the way most people generally see the nba draft is that the top three picks are set in stone right you got zion morin and you got rj barrett and to be honest i just don't see those three not getting drafted in the top three zion's a for sure number one pick maybe morin or rj barrett get flipped at two or three but those three have to be the top three people the top three players that are drafted in the nba draft i just i don't see culver or deandre hunter or garland any of those other players i just don't see them sneaking in to the top three okay but i do see there's one case scenario There is one possible scenario in which the Lakers are able to land either R.J. Barrett or Morant. Now, the only way this happens, and this this is a bit of a long shot, I, I know, but the only way this happens is if somehow the Knicks are so confident that they're going to sign Kyrie Irving. It's like, say Kyrie Irving talks to the Knicks under the table and is like, there's a 100% chance I'm going to sign with you. I, I don't know, I pinky promise. I'm going to go to the Knicks. So then let's say RJ Barrett goes number two. Then it wouldn't make much sense for them to draft Morant or they could trade him. But then maybe they take a chance with Culver. Maybe they take a chance with DeAndre Hunter. Maybe they build their roster a little differently because you can't have Morant and Kyrie Irving. And I think in that in that scenario i think that the lakers would be able to land um warrant or you know may, maybe barrett or you know depending on how that goes but i think you know if unless unless the knicks are afraid to draft a point guard because they know they're going to get Kyrie, then then maybe more it comes to lakers M- maybe but i still think guys i'm like 99.9 certain that those that the top three of Zion and RJ Barrett and Warren, I, I'm very, very certain that they're going to get drafted. So I think there's two different ways, like I said, that we could go with the drafts. We could either trade the draft pick or we could u- actually draft a, um, a player. So if we were to draft a player, wh- where would we go? What do we look for as the Lakers, right? What do we look for? So right now, the Lakers need two things. The Lakers need shooting and we need a center. Now, I say we need a I say we need shooting because as a team, we ranked second to last in three-point field goal percentage at 33%, which is terrible, which is awful. Now the Lakers need shooting. So how do we get shooting? So 
Lakers need shooting, preferably. We need a true shooting guard. We need someone like a Clay Thompson. I think Clay Thompson, and you know, you'll hear me say this multiple times. I think he'd be a perfect fit for the Lakers. Because quite frankly, none of the players that we have right now are like very good outside perimeter shooting, and that really showed last year. So I think I think there's two guys that come to mind. I think we could go with we go with Jarrett Culver out of Texas Tech. Now the the here's the thing with Jarrett Culver. So he fits position wise, he fits what we need. We need a shooting guard. He is a shooting guard, but he's he's a very inconsistent shooter, right? He only shot 30% from three, but he can play the two. And he's a slasher. He likes to drive to the basket. But we have plenty of those already. I think Ingram, I think obviously LeBron, and I think Kuzma already attacked the basket and they like to score in the paint. Maybe Ingram a little bit more with the ISO ball, but they're all capable slashers. I don't I don't look at I don't look at the Lakers roster. I don't look at the young core and say, hmm, I we really need someone that can drive to the basket. I that just doesn't cross my mind. But I think Culver could be could be a fit. I think he could be a fit um, if if we choose to go that route. But you know he he could you know he could he could play the two. He's good on defense. But you know although he's not a great perimeter shooter, he is a very effective scorer. Right? He averaged like 18 points a game last season. He took Texas Tech, which nobody expected, to the national championship game. Came up a little bit short, but still I think he's a he's a good player and he fits the position that we need. Now I think someone else. That could that could really maybe be a you know being a very effective draft pick could be DeAndre Hunter out of Virginia. You know, I, I think that he's he's someone now he's he's someone he's a little bit the opposite of of Culver, right? So DeAndre Hunter, he's a much better shooter. In college, he shot 48% from three. He can he's a very versatile defender. He can guard guards, he can guard forwards. Um but I don't know where he would play because he he's six seven. He's he's a, he's more of a forward. Um, I don't know if he could play the two. If we draft him, yes, he fits. He fits the you know we we need a three and D kind of guy. He he fits that mold. I've I've heard some ridiculous comparisons just to players like Kawhi Leonard and stuff like that. I I don't I'm not gonna gonna say that just yet. But I I think that he definitely brings much needed shooting to the team. So I don't know how we would reconfigure this lineup if we were to take hunter because he's not really a two he's more of a three or a four but we have plenty of forwards right we got lebron we got kuzma we got ingrams we have plenty of forwards as it is and so what i mentioned earlier too right we need lakers need to either get shooting or we need to get a center so how do we get a center and i forgot to mention this on my on my previous um podcast about frank fogel right is that who is someone that's going to be a free agent the Lakers can, can acquire? And that's Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic. He's a free agent. He put up uh, like 20-something points a game and averaged like 12 rebounds. And he is a center. What don't we have right now? We don't have a center. I, you know, I'm going to put this out there. I do like JaVel McGee, but I just don't see him as an everyday center. He's more of a journeyman, kind of a filler kind of, kind of center, right? I don't see them as an everyday center. Nikola Vucevic is an all-star. And who did he like to play under? Frank Fogel. Now, I don't think Frank Fogel has the most influence in free agency, but he does have a connection to Nikola Vucevic. And if we're able to get him, I think that would that would really solidify things. Because he's someone else that can shoot. He's someone else, he's someone that can play the five. And I think it'd fit really, really well. So, you know, 
I think I think we can get this center in in other ways. I don't see a center appealing to us in the top four. There's no one like Carl Anthony Towns. I, I don't really see that happening. So I think as of right now, and this is gonna totally change, because I've heard some I've heard about you know Darius Garland out of um Vanderbilt. I've heard of some other players, you know, maybe Cam Reddish slipping into the top four. Okay, but right as of right now, as of today, I think it's gonna come down to Jarrett Culver or DeAndre Hunter. Okay, but but if if we decide to trade the pick, this <laughs> this is where things seem to get a little interesting, right? So it was interesting, right? Last night, you know, Kyle Kuzma was getting all excited because you know it turned out that the Lakers were gonna, we were at least gonna get a top four pick. And the moment we get the fourth overall pick, Kyle Kuzma, if you look at the video, just looked incredibly uncomfortable because he knows just as much as everyone else knows that with a number number four pick or lower, that means the Lakers are much more likely to trade and they're going to they might try to include him in a in a deal, including with that young core with Lonzo and Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram and all those guys with number four pick. But if it was a top three pick or higher, I think the Lakers would have definitely kept it. I don't know if the Lakers would have traded that pick. So just some things to consider, right? So where was, you know, so when I talk about trading the pick, I see only one potential team that we're going to trade with, and it has to be the New Orleans Pelicans. So who are some other potential suitors that could have potentially gotten Anthony Davis from the New Orleans Pelicans? So the first team that comes to mind is Boston. Now, Boston, you know, they, they they got lucky in the Super Bowl. They got lucky in the World Series. But by, I, you know, in the draft lottery, they really didn't get that lucky. You know, so Boston, I think, is less of a threat to trade for Anthony Davis. So now, so before, before they thought that maybe they'd get a top, you know, top four pick with Sacramento. Um, Sacramento last year was a lot better than most people expected, but so, so they ended up going for a, uh, you know, they tried making the playoffs and so, you know, they had less ping pong balls. So they ended up getting a top four pick, um, with Sacramento. I mean, they have, they have their own pick, which wasn't that impressive. And then they got, um, and then so they got, yeah, they got their own pick that wasn't that impressive. They got the Clippers pick and the Clippers ended up making the playoffs and being, you know, I think, I think they have a very bright future, but the Clippers ended up making the playoffs and then Memphis ended up securing a top four pick, which means that it was protected and it means that the, the Celtics couldn't have it until next year. So as of right now, the Celtics have the 14th pick, the 20th pick and the 22nd pick. Now, yes, those are a lot of first round draft picks, but there are a lot of mediocre draft picks and one thing to note too just for any celtics fans that might be listening is is that yes they have the memphis the memphis pick from next year and they couldn't include that in a trade but in 2020 it goes from a top four protected pick to a top six protected pick and quite frankly i don't see any big free agents or any meaningful free agents going to memphis in the off season so which means i think if i'm memphis i draft morant or i draft barrett and i just tank again i tank again and i get another top four top five pick i draft so so what that affects the celtics because that affects the celtics because if the grizzlies get 
if they if they tank again next year, that means it's another year that Boston won't have that draft pick, which means it loses like a little bit less value because I, the Pelicans are trying to act sooner rather than later. So it's a very tricky situation in Boston. Yes, they have a lot of draft picks. I think if Boston tries to get rid of Jason Tatum, I think that'll entice the Pelicans a lot more because I think his ceiling is through the roof. But, you know, we'll see, right? We'll see. I, I've, I've, heard, I've read a lot of reports that Jason Tatum is one of these players that is, you know, that, that's not on the trading, trade, trading block. So we'll see. Um, the Knicks were another team that were linked to Anthony Davis. Now, they got, the Knicks got a solid pick at number three. But, you know, since it's not higher than the Pelicans, you know, they, they lost a little bit, of, little bit of leverage because it would have made a lot more sense if maybe the Pelicans got like the sixth or seventh or, you know, any, anything lower, a lower pick. It, could, it would have made a lot more sense for the Pelicans to try and trade up. And then that would have added more value. But since the Pelicans got the first overall pick, they, they already have Zion in their back pocket. So it, it really changed the dynamics a bit. Um, I think, you know, the Knicks can be a potential suitor because they have Kevin Knox and they have some other players. But I just don't see them having a young core that's as talented as the Lakers young core. Now, does this mean that the Lakers are the are the front runners in, in a potential trade for Anthony Davis? I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is that because all these teams in the NBA are so afraid to trade with the Lakers. Nobody wants to do business with us. Not for a meaningful deal. You know, we traded Zubak. You know, we traded uh, Svi Mikhailu, but we no one wants to do any big, meaningful trades with us. So it's it, it, we're kind of we're kind of like the girl that can't get a date to prom, right? No one wants to no one wants to trade with us. You know, these free agents are a little bit skeptical because we got this this kind of dysfunctional front office. So I, I I don't know. Yes, the Pelicans got a new executive, so that may change things a little bit. But you just don't know if the if we if we had a um, if our front office wasn't dysfunctional and you know we had a good chemistry with with everyone including the players we didn't have that big fallout last year then I think we we could be the front runners but just seeing how teams have been really hesitant to make deals with us if free agents have been hesitant to come to the Lakers I'm a bit skeptical so I I don't put us ahead. Of the bot of the Celtics or ahead of the Knicks, I just put us kind of even with them for right now. I'm I'm a bit skeptical. I'm a bit pessimistic on this. So, and then and then another route that the Lakers could take, you know, for if you know, I don't know if if the Pelicans want more draft picks, is we could trade down. <clears throat> we could trade down and get more draft picks. You know, from the fourth, we can get. You know, so I, I don't know who else would have more draft picks. I think the Hawks have more picks. You know, we could get more draft picks to load up in a package deal for Anthony Davis, but I, I don't see that being as likely. I think they'd want, I think the Pelicans would rather want players that they're kind of more aware of. And, you know, Ingram and Kuzma are already putting up 18 points a game. They're efficient scorers. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. So, you know, so what are your thoughts on the Lakers getting the fourth pick in the draft? You know, do you think we'll trade it? Do you think we draft it? If we decide to draft, who do you think we draft for? There's a lot of versatility with the number four pick. It's not set in stone, like I said, like the top three. So there's a lot of different directions, um, a lot of big moves coming up in Lakerland. And as always, I'm your host, Teddy Ragsack with, in with Instant Replay Sports Talk Show. Thank you so much, guys, for listening and have a great day.